Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The Virginia Cavaliers return to Scott Stadium after the bye week where they had two games on the road and they split one and one. Win versus UNC, loss versus Miami in overtime. And now they welcome the rambling wreck from Georgia Tech. Two o'clock this Saturday. It's the Ballhawk Show. Let's get into it. What up, what up, what up, though? Ballhawk Show. What up, what up, what up, though? Ballhawk Show. David Banner, David Banner. Hey, T.I.P. You know your folk be staying down on the road, man. Rolling all the way from Florida, MIA, on the Duval, on up to Tennessee. A lot of the real be showing love, you know what I'm saying? I really appreciate that. All the double boys be coming out. All the homegirls be showing love. But a lot of folk, man, they still be looking like they don't know who I'm in. So let me tell them who I'm in. Rubber band, man, wild as the Taliban. Nine in my right, 45 in my other hand. I am in trouble, man, I always in trouble, man. Worth a couple hundred grand, chances all colors, man. A rubber band, man, like a one-man band. Trees like the Apollo and I'm the Sandman. Grand in the what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, do? Welcome to the Ballhawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amar Hawks. I had to take it back to T.I. Trap music. You know, that rubber band, man. It's only right. You're playing Georgia Tech. They from the ATL. You know T.I., king of the South. I mean, that's at least back in the day. You know, there's a lot of young boys now, like little Baby and all of them down in Atlanta doing it big. But, uh... Welcome to the Ballhawk Show, man. Your first time listening. Definitely appreciate you. You've been a loyal listener. You know how we get down. How we do. Man, it's going to be good to be back at the Scott Scott Stadium, man. Georgia Tech, UVA. If you've never, never seen these two teams play, the home team is truly home field advantage. I never won at Georgia Tech, and I never lost to Georgia Tech. Here at Scott Stadium. I'm on to lifetime, 2-0 lifetime here at the Scott versus Georgia Tech. It don't matter what the teams rank. It don't matter. The home team has had the advantage. Don't believe me? Uh, let's see. Georgia Tech is 4-14-1 all time in Charlottesville. The Yellow Jackets have lost four straight at UVA. The last win coming in 2013. They are just 2-13 and 13 at Scott Stadium since their 41-38 win when UVA was number one in 1990. So since that victory in 1990, they are 2-13 at Scott Stadium. We got to keep that. You got to keep that trend going, especially since they're coming off a huge win over UNC, then number 17 UNC. So they have beaten two teams that were ranked 17. October 7th, they beat Miami. You know, the famous, the famous, not the famous, the famous don't take a knee and give it to your running back game. Yeah. Miami was ranked 17 on October 7th when they lost to uh, Georgia Tech. Now, they just beat UNC, who was number 17. <clears throat> but guess what? We ain't ranked 17. <laughs> so our odds just improved. 
I will say I think we are favored by one or two points. The last time I think we were favorites in the game was well, we were favored last time we was going down there to play them. No, nah, because we was winless in the ACC. And shoot, I think didn't they beat you? They beat UNC last year. Yeah, I think they beat UNC last year when UNC was ranked. But um, this team, bro. Not bro, but first of all, before we get started, first before Petty Hawk, because Petty Hawk want to take over. You heard heard him just say bro. Uh, before we get started, this episode is sponsored by Abra Insurance. Go to Abra Insurance for all your insurance needs. That's home, business, auto, life insurance. The great people at Abra. Go to abrainsurance.net. And then when you talk to them on the phone, say, yo, the ball hawk sent me. And they're going to take care of you, man. Affordable policies, man. Affordable, for real. I know some of y'all driving records are sketchy. You might be speeding a little too much, going down 29. Holler Able Insurance. Bust that right on Ryle Road, man. They right there. Just keep your eyes to the right. Once you bust that right at the light, when you, when you go up on the ramp, bust the right at the light on Ryle Road. Look to the right. You can see the Able Insurance. Once you pass with a um, little, is that the, like, it's not an actual gun shot, but it's like a gun permit shot. I don't know. But it's to the right. You know where it's at. You're going to see it. It's a white sign with an A. A insurance. Um, but, yeah, man, go to sthujuice.store if you want ball hawk show apparel, be great apparel, shut the hell up, juice apparel, sthujuice.store. Don't do .com because if you do .com, I ain't got nothing to do with it. <laughs> Whoever took over the .com. Because we had a lapse in the payment and somebody got right in there and took the dot com and they changed what was up there. So I did dot store. I think dot store is actually better because, you know, you're going to the store. And then you go to myhawkins.com for all my media content, you know, videos from the walkthrough. We ain't done the walkthrough this year, but we're going to get back to it probably next year. Um, but, yeah, all my other videos up there. As well, so let's jump right into it. It's not going to be a long episode. It's the preview episode. If you're a Georgia Tech fan, salute to you guys. I am an unbiased analyst. I break it down for the get down. Ain't no trash talking. We getting right to the numbers. We getting right to what I see on film. And here's what I see out of Georgia Tech: four and four, three and two in the ACC. Very explosive offense. Their coach took advantage of the transfer portal. I will say that. A lot of the guys you see making plays, starting with their quarterback, transfer portal. Haynes King, dude can play. Mobile, has a live arm, shifty, has a lot of heart, got the little it factor, as all people like to say, the, the it factor. He can play, man. He can play. He's a transfer from Texas A&M. And he's one. He's been one of the nation's top quarterbacks this season. Um, he's actually a redshirt sophomore. He's a graduate transfer, so he graduated in three years. You know, with the COVID year and things like that. So he's listed as a redshirt sophomore. So he still has two more years at Georgia Tech, and he's almost rewriting the single season record books at Georgia Tech um, right now. The single season touchdown. Passing record is 29 by the great Joe Hamilton. He has 21 already. So, with what, four games left, I think they have. He has 21. I think that that actually leads to ACC, if I'm not mistaken. So, this year, 
Yeah, so his 21 touchdowns is fifth nationally. He's first in the ACC. Um, points responsible for a game, he averages 18.2. That's first in the ACC, seventh nationally. Uh, total offense, he's second in the ACC and seventh nationally, 323 yards of total offense a game. Uh, passing yards per completion is third in the ACC, averages 13.6 yards per completion. His 21-22 passing yards is second in the ACC, 28th nationally. He's third in the ACC with 265.2 yards per game. And passing efficiency, he's fourth in the ACC and 33rd in the country, 151.6. And he averages 8.39 yards per attempt, which is fourth in the ACC and 34th in the country. And he has 2,100 yards passing, 450 yards rushing, 20 touchdowns. He's through eight games. That's the... The last quarterback to do that in ACC was the great Lamar Jackson to have at least 2,100, 450 yards rushing, and 20 TD passes. He's the first quarterback since Lamar Jackson back in 2016 to do that. So that's letting you know what's on the menu as far as a dynamic playmaker that's that quarterback for Georgia Tech. And a lot of you knuckleheads going to see, because I know – a lot of you knuckleheads that still ain't ain't caught up with the times be thinking just because he a Caucasian quarterback, he ain't got no juice. Y'all ain't see the Tim Tebow's of the world or the Scott Frosts of the world. Man, you better get with it. Things done changed. Things done changed. But speaking of the transfer portal, man, like I was saying, so you got they got a transfer from Louisville, Trey Cooley, um, that has been in the paint for them. Uh, Brett Seether, a transfer from Georgia, which is a tight end. I talked about Haynes King. You got Abdul Jana. He's a transfer from Duquesne. Christian Leary, transfer from Alabama. Uh, Dominique Blaylock, transfer from Georgia. And Chris Lane, a transfer from A&M. These gentlemen um, have 22 of Georgia Tech's 33 touchdowns this season. That's transfer portal right there. Transfer portal been good for a lot of teams, man. It's been good for the Wahoos with Malik. You know, Kobe Pace also. We got uh, Malcolm Green on defense. We got Westfall who got had a pick last week. Transfer portal been, been good. Chico Bennett, we saw what Chico did last year versus Georgia Tech when he had two sacks. But looking at the transfer portal this offseason, man, it's, been very, it's done wonders for Georgia Tech and their offense. They won the most improved offenses. In the FBS, when you look at last year's numbers and you compare it to this year's numbers. Last year, total offense, they averaged 325 yards. This year, total offense, they averaged 459 yards. That's a plus 134 yards per game difference. That's third overall behind New Mexico and Texas State. Right behind them is Colorado and Coach Prime time. Coach Prime. If you look at their offense, it starts up front. Offensive line, they protect the quarterback. Sacks allowed a game .88. That's first in the ACC and top 10 in the nation. We talked about their total offense, which is second in the ACC. It seemed like every single week since the bye week, we've been facing a top two offense. UNC, top two. Then got to Miami, top two. Now we get into Georgia Tech because what they did to UNC last week, Top two. 
They top two in total offense and third down conversion percentage. Uh, top two in sacks allowed. Top three in, in passing yards per completion. They're fourth in first downs, fourth in passing offense, fifth in pass efficiency. And it's, they well balanced. Last week, going against Miami, they were very well balanced. Same thing with Georgia Tech. So Miami last week, 190-plus yards rushing the game. Guess what Georgia Tech averages? 191.5. We took a chunk out of Miami's average. Then how Georgia Tech performed versus UNC, they bumped up. Now they averaging over 190 yards, 191.5 to be exact. Yo, they, they, they did work versus UNC. They gained 635 yards versus UNC, 348 yards rushing, 348 yards rushing. Versus UNC last game. Dante Smith had 22 carries for 178 yards. King had a huge run on a quarterback power or quarterback draw. He had eight carries for 90 yards. Then Jamal Haynes had 14 carries for 80 yards in the touchdown. They ran for 300. Now, come on. UNC ran for two. I mean, UVA ran for over 200 yards versus UNC. They topped that and ran for 348 yards. 348. Also threw for 287. Had one turnover. Then they had one takeaway. Now, granted, as good as they are on offense, very explosive offense. Offensive line is top notch. They won't let you touch the quarterback. You, I mean, and if you get pressure on him, he's shifty. He can, he can run. Like, he can run, run. Watch when y'all like. Hopefully, he don't get to the second level versus us because he he fast. He could pick him up and put him down. But that offensive line, they don't let you touch him. They don't let you touch him. And they 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 young. Not I mean, as in they only got one senior, which is their right guard. Their right guard is the only senior. Right tackles a junior. Centers a junior. Left guards a sophomore. And they left tackle as a freshman. The young receiver also Malik Rutherford's dynamic. He's just a sophomore. Abdul Jana is just a, hopefully I'm saying his name right. Is it Janae or Jana? Janae, might be Janae. He's just a junior. And then their best receiver is a freshman. Eric Singleton Jr. Who run like a 10-6 in the 100. If, hey, if y'all see 13, whew, let me tell you something. He don't look like he putting a lot of effort when he run, like because he know how to run from track, but he be gliding. And then Malik Rutherford just a little 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 pocket dynamite. That joke would take a bubble screen to the crib like it's nothing. I'm trying to tell you, watch eight. Eight is like Malik Washington, like we use him, put him in motion, things like that. But he's super explosive. I mean, he explosive. And they run a basket run. Jamal Haynes is explosive. Dante Smith. You know, like Jamal Haynes is 5'9", 180. He's basically like a slot playing running back. But he run strong. He ain't easy to bring down. This team is very, 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 very explosive on offense. Very explosive. Spread you out. 11 personnel, one back, one tight end. They might go to 10. Inside zone, RPO. 
attack all three levels, take shots down the field. They push the ball down because they live on explosive plays. Like they make a living 20 plus yard completions. They live off that. Let me let me show you how many explosive plays in I had every game. I got it in my notes because that jumped out to me. That's one thing I noticed about their offense. It's like chunk plays. That's what they want. They want chunk plays. They want to put the pressure on the opposing defense. So here we go. If we go Georgia Tech big plays, that's 20-plus yards for the play they had. So versus Louisville, they had six of them. Versus, um, was it South Carolina State, SC State, they had 11. Ole Miss, they had three. Then Wake Forest, they had nine. Bowling Green, they had seven. So the Bowling Green was a loss. Louisville. So in the loss versus Louisville, they had six. Louisville had seven. They beat SC State. They had 11. SC State had two. Ole Miss beat them. They had three. Ole Miss had 10. They beat Wake Forest. They had nine plays over 20 yards. Wake Forest had seven. They lost to Bowling Green. They had seven. Bowling Green had six. They beat Miami. They had five. Miami had eight. They lost to Boston College. They had seven plays, 20-plus yards. Boston College had 10. Boston College ran for over 300 yards that game. Castellano was out that thing looking like he was a young Ronald Curry in high school, what he was doing. And then when they beat North Carolina, they had seven plays of 20-plus yards. North Carolina had nine. So they are very explosive. But on the flip side, defense, they struggle. As far as yards giving up, they give up a lot of yards. As you heard right there, they give up just as many explosive plays as they generate. This would be the first time we'll play somebody that gives up more points than which we do. We UVA gives up 30.9 yards per game. Uh, Georgia Tech gives up 31. So this is the first time I've seen somebody give up more points than us, and they also give up more yards than us per game. UVA gives up 380 yards per game, which is 10th in the ACC, and uh, Georgia Tech gives up 468.2 yards per game. UVA gives up 164 rushing yards per game. Georgia Tech gives up 232.6 yards rushing a game. Again, they are four and four, three and two, and they give up 232 rushing yards a game. Passing yards allowed a game. UVA, 215.9. Georgia Tech gives up 267.8. So this this would be the first time statistically you will see a team that gives up more points and more yards than UVA that they played in the FBS. Now, even like Wilma Murray and I, uh, even JMU, even though – oh, well, not JMU. I'm sorry, JMU. No disrespect. Y'all still undefeated. Y'all FBS. But FCS, when it came to statistical categories, Wilma Murray had UVA beat. First game of the year where defense on paper looks worse than UVA. Or a team looks worse as far as defensively. One thing that's the biggest difference, though, their defense is very opportunistic. 
opportunistic. They turn you over. Give you some stats. Where is it? Hold on. Have some defensive stats. I I had the defensive stats. Come on, Hulk. Where the defensive stats at, Mike? All right, here we go. Nope, that's the wide receivers. I already talked about that offensive line. Here we go. Their defense. Fumbles recovered. Seven. That's first in the ACC, 15th nationally. Takeaways. They got 15 takeaways. That's first in the ACC, 18th nationally. Interceptions. Eight. They're fourth in the ACC, 36th nationally. So, that lets you know right there. So they may give up a lot of yards, but they gain the extra possessions for their offense. It's like playing again. I come my my background is arena football. That's where I spent the majority of my professional career, a decade playing in the AFL. Our motto was: We'll give up a bunch of yards, but let's get some turnovers. Let's limit the touchdowns. We don't mind giving up yards. How many points are you scoring, and how many turnovers can we generate? That's the AFL way. Because since it's a passing league in the AFL. You just want to bend but don't break. You want to make them get to the red zone because now the wall is in the back of our end zones and we could push you in the walls on the side and you got the rebound net at the top. So it's very difficult to score from 10 and in. It's like our offense versus Miami last week. Once we got to the 10-yard line, we ain't really scored. We scored once or twice. But we was down there six times. That's basically Georgia Tech. It's like, yeah, all right. You might be scoring a lot, but we're going to get an extra possession. Because they feel like you can't stop their offense. You see what they're doing. Versus Boston College, it was just, man, they just, Boston College got like late runs. And, man, that, that game was fun to watch. That, if you ain't seen that Boston College game with Georgia Tech, that game was fun to watch. That was big play after big play, quarterback after quarterback. It, it, was a, it, was a, it was a good game. But, you know, the thing about Georgia Tech that bothers me is that they are so explosive. It's like if you if you so going into the game, you're figuring, yo, we're gonna run the football. Let's establish a line of scrimmage, let's run the football, right? But here's the here's here's the caveat about them defensively that I just want to see how we execute because y'all know we have trouble when they got a bigger size defensive line. Now, don't get me wrong. Miami defense line was good. We, I thought we did well. We ran the ball when we needed, uh, you know, but when it's third and short and things like that, they, they really got the best of us. Georgia Tech and they 4-2-5 defense. They got a nose guard number 88, Zeke Biggers, and his last name fits him well. Biggers. This joker is six foot six, 333 pounds. Six foot six, 333 pounds, bro. Hey, Ty, you know they're going to look at you, man. Let me just tell you. Ty, you've been doing well, too, bro. Salute to you. You've you, you done well coming about. You 282. He's 333. He's six foot, six foot, seven foot, eight foot, one, six, six foot, seven foot, eight foot. Six six, they gonna line him up on you every time. Like my son used to say, every time. They gonna say, "We're fifty one at eighty eight. Stay on fifty one." Cause you, be, I mean, well, 
Daquan Dose 99, he 290. But check this out. Just say we run tempo and Biggers gets get tired. Hey, he tired. Get him out the game. His backup, Horace Lockett, is also six foot six. 341. What in the why y'all not playing basketball, man? Get up out of here, man. Why y'all playing against us? Oh man. So both of their nose guards is six feet six, at least three thirty. The backup's bigger than the starter. They rush in Kyle Kennard, 6'5", 238. He didn't play against Boston. Did he? No. The receiver didn't play against Boston. The, the young receiver didn't play against Boston College. But I don't think Kyle played the last game versus UNC when I looked at who. Oh, he at least he didn't start that game. But he's their sack guy. He, he, he could get after you. He has games where he has four sacks or a sack and then an interception and then a forced fumble. He's their playmaker, number nine, on the defensive line. Like, I like that. So, their defensive line can get out to the quarterback. Don't get me wrong. But one thing about Georgia Tech, no matter who coaching them, no matter who the D.C., it's just in their DNA. They're going to strap up and play man. They'll throw some – they'll sprinkle a little sprinkle me, man, some zone in there. But they're going to play some man. They're going to come up and challenge you. That's what they do. They're going to challenge you. They're going to – if I'm playing UVA – if I'm Georgia Tech, bro, and I don't watch UVA on film – What's the one thing you need to do? Get after them. If you sit back and send four and feel like you can play some combos on, like we'll find some holes and make some plays. But if it, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure they're going to come after UVA because UVA hasn't shown the last two games that they're going to push the ball down the field. Ain't been a lot of vertical routes. So Georgia Tech, watch film. This man get paid millions of dollars to be a defensive coordinator. So I ain't telling him nothing that he don't know. I am a dude that's doing a podcast. I ain't getting paid millions. Okay? So if I see it, I know he see it. UVA, they ain't going to run deep when you sit on them. Matter of fact, no, nah, we ain't going to go play press. That make it too easy. Sit at seven yards. Don't move. Let's see if somebody can run by you. That's how they going to play That's That's bracket four. They're going to put them in motion. We could bump. Corners, sit. Sit on everything. They're going to be like, 10, he, he going to lock on somebody. We can make him panic. That's what they probably saying. My competitive edge, this is how I'm approaching UVA if I'm Georgia Tech. Let's bring heat. 10 going to have to beat me. I mean, 11, not 10. 10 on the sideline. 11 going to have to beat me. Tony Musket, what you going to do when we come for you, bad boy? Huh? You want four? We taking four away. Who you going to throw to now? Oh, y'all think you're going to run the ball on us? Not today. We're going to put six in the box. Maybe even seven. Like, what happens if Georgia Tech just say, we, huh, let's go, strap city, cover zero, downhill. What you going to do? We're going to take away the run game. You going to have to beat us throwing the ball. Can you push the ball vertically? We know you could throw um, looky routes. We know you could throw burst routes. We know you could throw the RPO looky route. We know you could throw speed outs. We know you could throw hammer routes. We're going to take that away from you. We coming in the box and we sitting at seven and we just keying on you downhill. Go ahead and throw that quick ball because you think we know we come with heat. We coming downhill. You ain't got time for a hitch and go. Hey, eight Malachi, you might be big boy, but he don't know if he want to throw deep. He don't know if he want to throw back shoulder. He going to have to show us. I don't like to see her. 
Now, on the flip side, if I'm Dad's Kitchen, what I'm doing? I'm spreading them out. Quads, I'm going four corners, you know, four receivers, two on each side. I go in the little, the little stack twins that we do, see what they do. One thing we can't do a lot of is, like, bunch stuff. Now, we can do some, like, some bunch trips. It's a little natural rub routes, dagger concepts, two ins, two outs. Because they stay locked on playing man. If you watch the Miami game, how they was um, creating uh, separation with Restrepo with, you know, twins and, and, and trips, tight trips, it can work in your favor. Because when you spread them out, they will follow you, and now you got your inside RPO. But you know what we do. We like to come tight, reduce split, twins. Now you bring everybody in the box. Now them safeties can come downhill because now I can just tell my corners, hey, play outside leverage. One of y'all press the point, crashes, clamp his outside shoulder, collision them, keep them in the box, take away the out routes. The safeties are coming down on the hash. We could be in the box by alignment if it's a pass, but you collision them, it gives us enough time to bail. So if we go with those uh, tight splits on the outside was like tight twins and you see both receivers on, you know, reduce, everybody's in the box now. That's the difference I see, like, with the Boston Colleges when they, you know, ran for – now, their quarterback got busy. He ran for, like, a buck 50-something. They running back late, you know. With with the quarterback having success, the RPO started working because guys had the key on on the quarterback and then the back started getting busy. Carolina, we know what they're running back. He's the best rusher in the ACC this year. So, you know, you know, he could run the football. But everybody has had success, even um, SC State – uh, ran for a lot of yards versus them. But it's, it all comes down to can you make their offense settle for three? We don't generate a lot of pressure to get sacks. So he's going to have a lot of time because he can buy time with his legs and he's always looking downfield. Now it's going to be very important for our corners to understand, bro, take away the deep ball, scramble drill. Take away the deep ball. You're going to have to tackle because they're going to get Rutherford in space. You're going to see number eight, Malik Rutherford. His name is Malik also, just like our Malik Washington. They're going to give him the ball in space. And when I tell you he is explosive and dynamic and a little human joystick, he could pick him up and put him down. Their receivers can run. All their receivers can run. They are fast. They have speed. So you got you to gotta be able to tackle in space. That's rallying. Everybody getting to the football, being very sound, understanding the assignment. Bend but don't break. Make them settle for three. How many times will we occasionally play man-to-man? And when we play man-to-man, can we confuse them so they can identify where the weakness is as far as who has help, who doesn't have help? And they've demonstrated they can identify what's happening because their quarterback allows them to really work their routes because he can get out the pocket. Um, for the Wahoos, it looks like Sackett Wood. He's listed third on the depth chart. He still not. He still may not be available. Uh, Blake Steen did a good job at right tackle with his first start at right tackle. You still got Ty Furness, we, uh Brian Stevens, uh, Noah, and uh, Bowley. So you know our guys up front have been doing well. Paris Jones has been running angry. Uh, Malik Washington is like 65 yards from 1,000 yards. 
He'll become the sixth receiver in program history to eclipse 1,000 yards in a season. So salute to Malik. Last year game, you know, that, that game last year with trash can juice. If you could watch that 16-9 game, that was terrible. You know, the touchdown they scored was a pick six. It almost looked like similar to the pick six Miami had last week. But then, you know, uh, Dontavian had that that sports center highlight type of catch and run that kind of helped us put the game away. We I think we had a drop touchdown in that game too. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they, they couldn't do nothing last year. It's, a, it's amazing. They look like trash can juice that game. And uh, Sims was the quarterback, had a knee injury. Then a backup came in. And he ain't, it was like he, he wasn't even there all week. We were just like our defense just shut them the hell down. Offense was putrid, but our defense was, was cold-blooded. But this year, that offense they got, well-oiled machine. It's a rambling wreck for real. Salute to Georgia Tech, man, for, you know, their head coaches and alum. He was at Georgia Tech when I was at UVA. Um, he was an offensive lineman, all ACC in 2000, our last year. But we both had the same last year, I believe, in 2000. Um, I remember going down there that year and getting off. We got whipped, like 35. Now, I remember we went to go see Remember the Titans, and we played them on a Thursday night, and it wasn't no left side, strong side that day going game. They beat the hell out of us. And I think they set, like, a school record for total yards or whatever. Kelly Campbell out there running speed outs every damn – seemed like every time they ran through the ball, he was just running speed outs because he's so damn fast. It was like, yo, we can't get beat deep. That mother sucker was running – I mean, he did the same thing when he went – I said mother sucker, by the way. I didn't say the F word. I said sucker. Uh he did the same thing when he played for the Minnesota Vikings, too. But Kelly Campbell was so fast, war number six. Good God. He was like, that thing had us. Man, listen. Well, I remember the Titans did us dirty. We good out there. Left side, strong side. <laughs> man, shout out to my man, Brian Thweet and, and Donnie Green. We played Uno that night after we got our heads beat in. Matter of fact, we played Uno the night before. I need a more uh, draw twos and draw fours because – we was getting skipped a lot. <laughs> we had all yellow cards. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, my keys to the game is eliminate the big plays. They live for 20-plus gain plays, chunk plays. Can you come up and tackle? Can you be sound in your assignment? Can you generate pressure with four or five? Because they're so, fi- so fast on the outside. We got to pick our spots when we play man-to-man. This young quarterback has been dynamic. One of the best in the country this year. Can you generate extra possessions for the offense? Offensively, protect the football. They beat North Carolina. They generated. Yeah, so they beat North Carolina by generating a uh, turnover late. Uh, Tez made a good catch on an uh, over route coming across the field. Getting them in range to potentially take the lead. And didn't see the opposite side corner pursuing Bopped them, made them fumble to beat Miami. We know Miami ain't take a knee. They run the inside power turnover. They are very opportunistic. And their corners will high point the football. Watching the Boston College game, it was a play action, deep post, and their corner went up and took that jank from the receiver. Like, let me get that. You don't need it. I'm talking about a hell of a catch. Yes, DBs can catch too. This offense can go. I'm telling you, they explosive. They fast. Looking at they uh you know, took a took a look at all their games. 
they got a little trend. First play, every game, the first play when they had the ball, they didn't threw the ball, except for one game. So take it for what it's worth, Coach Rudd. They've been coming out, letting it fly, first play of the game. I don't, you know, I don't know what you can take with it or not. Like I said, y'all get paid millions. I'm just a guy behind the mic getting sponsorships. I ain't getting paid millions like y'all. So I'm pretty sure y'all know. You know what I'm saying? But, again, when you look at their their games this year, everybody has ran the ball in them. So SC State ran for, as a team, 196. Louisville ran for 227. Ole Miss ran for 299. Wake Forest ran for 224. Bowling Green ran for one cent. Bowling Green actually held Georgia Tech to just 69 yards rushing. Georgia Tech only ran for 99 yards versus Miami. How many times does somebody limit Georgia Tech to under 100? So that's Georgia Tech, Bowling Green. We know North Carolina didn't. I just told you that. Ole Miss, they ran for 167. Ran for 158 versus Wake Forest. Ran for 175 versus Louisville. And ran for 268 versus South Carolina State. Boston College, they ran for 248. Then North Carolina, they ran for 348. <laughs> they can run that rock. They can throw it. They can run it. They're very balanced. Very high-powered offense. But the defense, for well, many yards, the offense gain, the defense gives up just as many. But your offense has to be sound and execute and be able to beat man-to-man. Can we beat man-to-man? Can we push the ball? Not just push the ball down the field, but can we just threaten them with intermediate routes? Deep digs, posts. Comebacks, deep stops, seam routes. You got to be one-on-one. Hey, receivers, all of y'all, JR, Jaden, Twitty, because I ain't talking about the top, the two that's in the top ten and, and you know, catches and receiving. I mean, you guys got to show up, but we need a, a third, four, a third, at least a third pass catcher to emerge. And you you could be open. I ain't saying you're not getting open, but like Tony, you need to find a third guy. But you need to make sure eight. If eight, if they playing off coverage, like I told you, they playing off coverage on eight, and they do say they do sit at seven yards. Throw it right to eight. Smoke route. Hey, yo, catches. Have a little sign. Have a oh oh ski ski. Yeah yeah. Have one of them calls or something. We going right to you on the smoke route. Make let's see if they let's see if they can tackle. Let's see if they can tackle eight. That's it. How many times you want to tackle eight? How many? Huh? Boy, two twenty. <laughs> how many times you want? How many times you want to tackle that? Huh? But uh, it's gonna be a fun game. This could get ugly. This could get ugly for us. It could get ugly for them. <laughs> I mean, one ninety one. Rushing 260. I mean, that's pick your poison again. That's three straight games. We don't go on. Hey, man, let me tell you something, defense. Salute to y'all, man. Let me give a round of applause, man. Hold on. Let me give a round of applause. This three straight games. You going to hey, Coach Rudd, Coach Cox, Coach Slade, Coach Sinem. This this, 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 this this three straight games now. Well, y'all going against offense that can do both. 
well. Yeah. Yeah. Now, offense, statistically, they may look like trash can juice, but them jokers fly around. They ain't trash can juice when it comes to taking that rock. And you know one thing we usually do somehow is get a damn ball away in a, a just a bad throw pick. That's what we've been doing. Yeah. Boston College, we did it. Yeah. We're married. Nope, we ain't throwing no pick. No, we, we th- fumbled. And remember they returned it. North Carolina threw the pick. That was a bad pick. We know the fumble with Mike, but that was a bad pick. Then last game, the bad pick. Like, come on, man. We can't hide no bad play. This, like, we got So, we've been playing cleaner football, eliminating, like, momentum, killing, self-inflicted procedure calls. Now we got to eliminate dumb mistakes, especially through the passing game. Can't make no dumb throws. We, we, we ain't that good to be doing that. Can't do it. Won't do it. Okay, now we got to step that up. No more picks, okay? None. No more fumbles. Let's cut that out. We got to win the turnover margin versus this. T- this the team you you can't you can't get them extra possessions, bro. Can't be no can't be no bad punts. Can't be afraid to just go for it cuz they one of the best team as far as like punt return in the ACC. So yo yo Dan, you got to kick. I mean, you got to kick it. I'm talking about you got to wax on wax off. Kick it. All that's fail, boot it. Long, far, and away. But I'm telling you, man, this offense, dynamic. And look, we one of the best teams in the country as far as time possession. That don't mean nothing if you ain't scoring. I told somebody the other day, I don't care. Nothing about no time possession if you ain't giving me six. What's the use of having a ball and you just selling it for three? That ain't nothing. Especially when they go down less less than half and get six, they they give you three. You can have the ball you want to. Why you got the ball so much? You ain't doing nothing. Like we, yes, yes, that's a great thing. We're, we're methodically moving the ball down the field. We're trying to wear you out. We're going to the body. Boo, 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 whatever. But if you gonna have the ball that long, you better get six. I ain't, ain't nothing wrong with selling for three when you gotta get the wheels rolling. But when you're inside the 10-yard line, when you got six trips into the red zone versus Miami, you only get two touchdowns, that was the difference, Jack. Got to get better at that. I can't go for that. No, no, no can do now. I can't go for that. Can't go for that. Can't go for that. Can't go for that. Get six. That's what we got to prove at. No dumb penalties. Can't have no lulls with our offense. If you're cooking, keep cooking. Keep the gas up high there, Dez. Uh-uh. If you cooking, we booking. Book them, Dano. They going to play man-to-man. They coming out. Strap you up. Seat belt. Little baby car seat. You ain't no baby. You, 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 you can sit in the front seat now. They still want to put you in the back seat in the car seat. Don't let them do it. Stay in the front seat. Fight to stay in the front seat, receivers. Produce. Win your one-on-one matchup. Man, it's going to be an explosive game, man. Y'all going to enjoy this. We got to be explosive because they explosive. That's the thing. Offense, you got to show up versus them. Oh, my God. If you don't put up, bruh, if you statistically lay an egg trying to run the ball versus this team, and I ain't I ain't saying, like, Georgia Tech, this not a diss to you. I'm just saying, like, 
like as fans, we look at numbers, right? I'm I'm, I'm speaking from a fan's perspective. I'm, I'm I'm talking to the fans. I ain't this my this ain't my analytical side. This is the fan side. As a fan, you look at man. Let me look at their defense. What their numbers is? Oh my God, we should be able to do what we want. Versus that's what everybody say, right? Facts. I know Miami fans was like, man, we should just ran the ball and them. Man, it was giving up all this. We was averaging one ninety. What we doing? That's 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 what I heard from you, man. Miami still ran the ball at will versus y'all because X Y Z. Because statistically, we want that good stopping the run, and look what they did versus the run. So now a Virginia fan looking like, oh ho ho, looky looky, they they give up more points than us. Oh, they give up more yards than us. Oh, we should be able to do. We ran for two hundred versus North Carolina. We ran for one sixty. If you you know. Get back the the sack yards versus Miami, who was giving up less than eighty, and this team giving up two hundred. Oh, we should be good. As a fan, that's what they thinking. As a as a former player and the analyst, I'm looking like, nah, not when I watch them on film, because I know what it is. A lot of times, it could be individual effort from the back, just making somebody miss. So our backs, you got to make somebody miss because they got free guys right there. They have trouble tackling, but that still comes down to that offensive scholarship player or walk on that's about to earn the scholarship that makes that guy miss. They just ain't missing the tackle because they just miss that offensive guy is making them. Can you make them miss? That's what it is. So that's 45 minutes, man. I think that's, that's good enough for a preview. Hope to see all you Wahoo fans there. Come holler at your boy, man. You see me pregame on who vision giving you the keys to victory. You also see it on Twitter, uh, Red Diamond Coffee and Tea. So you know how we do. Um, but, yeah, man, Ramblin' Breck, man, Georgia Tech, Yellow Jackets, 4-4, four 3-2. and, four, three and two. Um, They got a they got a trend right now. They went, win one, lose one. They haven't won two games in a row. They haven't lost two games in a row this year. So they, they won their last game by their habit – they lose the next one. They they lost to Louisville, beat South Carolina State. Lost to Ole Miss, beat Wake Forest. Lost to Bowling Green, beat Miami. Lost to Wake, I mean, to Boston College, which a team they probably, everybody said they should have beat. Then when they got to North Carolina, everybody like, oh, they probably should lose. They beat Carolina. We're a team that they probably should beat, everybody's saying, especially with how high power their offense is. So everything is saying they should lose. Look at the trend as far as this year. Look at the trend as far as being in the Scott Stadium. Look at what their defense gives us statistically. But then again, it's a reason why you play the game. So we got to see at 2 o'clock at Scott Stadium. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the Ball Hawk Show podcast on Believe Network, man. Go to B-L-E-A-V Network. Go check out the Ball Hawk Show podcast. They're also available on all pla- podcast platforms. That's um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, everybody. YouTube channel, back up. My bad. Um, YouTube channel, back up and running. So if you haven't, subscribe to that. And I'll share the link on Twitter when I share this preview episode. Salute to all the Wahoos. Salute to Georgia Tech, Yellow Jackets, man, that's listening. You guys got a, a good team, man. Turn Well, I can't say you turn around because you guys won games last year. But as far as offensively, you guys went out to that transfer portal. 
and you're doing wonders, man. You're doing numbers for sure. When you look at your guys statistically, you got a you got a good team, bro. Scary team. So that's it, man. You know my motto, good is the enemy of great. Be great in everything that you do. And never let nobody tell you you can't do what you set your mind out to do. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.